0: I apologize for taking your time. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Enjoy this episode. You're listening to Rabbi Arya Woolley, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. We're going to do a short and sweet inspiration talking about the weeks of Shovavim. Shovavim is the acronym for Shmos, Va'era, Bo, Bishalach, Yisro, and Mishpatim. These are the first six portions of the book of Exodus. And when we have a non-leap year, it's just Shovavim. When we have a leap year, it's Shovavim Tat, including Teruma and Tetzaveh, which follows Mishpatim. And what is special about these six weeks? These six weeks are the weeks we talk about the Jewish people and our redemption from Egypt. We were in bondage, we were enslaved, and we were freed. Our sages tell us that not only 3,300 years ago were we enslaved, but also today we are enslaved. We're enslaved to our Yetzahara, to our evil inclinations, we have to our temptations, to our desires. And therefore, every year during these weeks, it is an auspicious time for repentance, for introspection, for reflection, and there are many customs that are performed during these six weeks, and right now we're in the portion of Va'era, the second of these six weeks, and we're going to talk a little bit about what it's about. So, particularly in matters of holiness, family purity, sins relating to holiness, which are sexual sins, these six weeks are a time to rectify these mistakes. So these portions typically fall out during the months of Teves and Shvat in the Hebrew calendar. Correspondingly, it is January and February in our, in, in our Gregorian calendar. And where does the word Shovavim come from? Shovavim means troublemaker. Mischief maker. And in Jeremiah, it's brought twice the word Shovavim, Shuvu Banim Shovavim. Return, O mischief makers, O children who are mischief or mischievous. I know some people pronounce it. Oh, it's fine. Uh, I'm from New York. So, thus, the name Shovavim is symbolic of the repentance which one is exhorted to do during this period. So, what are the customs that are done during these weeks? So, there are people who fast, we're going to explain each of these. There are people who fast and don't eat for a portion of these six weeks. There are people who have extra prayers that they pour their hearts out in prayer during these six weeks. There are people who have extra tikkun, extra correction, extra cleansing that they do against internet pollution. We talk about the polluting of the environment. I'm talking about pollution of the soul that we have today with an influx of media, with an influx of uh, terrible things that people are exposed to on the internet, teshuva rectifying any past wrongdoings, not making vows or oaths that are not fulfilled or difficult to fulfill. And then there are two more things, which is ta'anit dibur, which is, a fast of speech, we'll talk about this, and learning the laws of family purity. So we're going to start with the least common. The least common is fasting. Some have the custom to fast every Thursday. Some do Monday and Thursday from dawn until dusk during the weeks of Shovavim. So many would fast for these six weeks, which would be a total of 12 days that they'd be fasting on Monday and Thursday, from dawn to dusk, they wouldn't eat or drink. And this was a way in which they would rectify and correct some of the sins they may have done. Some have the custom to only fast on the first Monday, Thursday, and Monday, which is called Bahab, Bez, Hey, Bez, the second, which is Monday, the the fifth, which is Thursday, and the second again, which is the next Monday of these weeks, some fast on Friday before Shabbos until the afternoon. Our sages list, though, kabbalistically, the number of fasts that would be needed to rectify certain sins because a fast is not pleasant. A fast, we're hungry, we get a little migraine. You know, it's not pleasant. We all know what Yom Kippur fasting is like. So in doing so, in making, in, in causing ourselves that affliction, that anguish, that pain of fasting, that is an atonement for the physical uh, temptations that we have fallen to. So, for example, our sages say that the tikkun, the, the repair for adultery, would be 325 fasts. The repair for idolatry, Avodazara, would be 301 fasts. The repair for intermarriage, 216 fasts. The, the repair for anger, 151 fasts. The repair for mockery, mocking other people, making other people feel worthless, 120 fasts. For eating forbidden foods, 91 fasts. Breaking Shabbat and Yom Tov, 86 fasts. For spilling seed, 84 fasts. Having relations with a woman who is not permitted because she's in Anida, period, is 82 fasts. Looking, acting, and thinking about immodest things, 82 fasts. Haughtiness, 55 fasts. Speaking words that are inappropriate, 50 fasts. Cursing one's parents, 40 fasts. And speaking slander, Lashon 35 fasts. So just so we understand that there is an unbelievable power in fasting. It's not something which is common. It's not something that's even recommend recommended for people in our generation to, to do unless we're at that spiritual level. But just so that we're, the, this segment is to just open up our minds to things that perhaps we didn't know about previously. Okay, so this is less common. Now, adding prayers, that's a great thing. But there's a special prayer called Tikkun Shovavim, which is, The prayer of the Shovavim, and many recite these during these weeks of Shovavim, and they're basically extra psalms that are recited during these days. Now, we also mentioned tikkun against internet pollution. I have a Mesorah, a tradition from my rabbi, is that we are all obligated to have a filter on our internet, and I know people are going to think I'm crazy. It's fine. I have a filter on my internet because what's if? What's if? Just for that what's if? And it's not irresponsible to have a filter. It's irresponsible to not have a filter because if our spiritual status is important to us, we want to protect it. And we want to ensure that we don't, God forbid, fall into a trap. Someone sends you a link to something which could be inappropriate. It can hurt our soul. It it clutters the, the mind. It clutters the soul. And then we're not able to connect spiritually. So it's important for us to take whatever measures we can to protect ourselves. Maybe delete a few apps from our phone that are not necessary, that will waste our time. Not only pollute our mind but maybe pollute our time just to think about that chuva to take a moment to just introspect during these weeks because if you realize we mentioned this when we talked about hanukkah that there's a long spread from sukkot the last holiday that we had the last festival all the way till pesach which is now almost 5 months separating between the two we have no holidays Nothing to invigorate and re-inspire us. We have to do it ourselves. And that's why Shovavim is so important. We have the three rabbinic holidays, which is Hanukkah, Tubishvat, and Purim to try to bridge this distance and to give us the inspiration we need. But also Shovavim is a great opportunity for us to utilize this time to introspect, to evaluate, and to hopefully rectify any wrongdoings. Now, Tan is Dibur. Tan is Dibur is somewhat more popular, and that is it's a special type of fast to minimize speech to only holy things. Not to talk, not to chatter, not to talk, God forbid, words of slander about other people, words of hate against other people, and to observe during these Shovavim period. There are many people who take from the morning, from dawn, to dusk, to not talk unless it's matters of holiness. Words of Torah, they're learning Torah, they'll talk about that. But otherwise, they don't just talk, they don't just schmooze. So if someone feels that they're at that level, great. But while you have this fasting of speech, you're allowed to eat, you're allowed to drink, and one is always allowed to speak about matters of holiness, of words of Torah. So again, this is. A little bit more common. And now we're going to go to the most common. And the most common is learning. The most common practice for the period of Shovavim is to learn the laws of family purity, to learn the laws of holiness. And it is throughout the world. You go into synagogues during these weeks and they'll have special classes reviewing the laws of Nida. They'll review the laws of family purity, and this is for people to re-strengthen and reaffirm their commitment to these special laws of holiness. So my rabbi, during this six-week period, does an entire review of the laws of Nida for all of the students, the laws of all family purity, the laws of modesty, the laws of maintaining our spiritual pursuits and maintaining our spiritual status without the pollution of the world. So that's just a little short and sweet segment about something called Shovavim. And Hashem should bless us that we should all merit to utilize these days to uplift ourselves, to maintain our holiness, and God forbid not to ever lose any of the great, incredible, uplifting, spiritual, accomplishments that we've been so successful, hopefully in attaining that we shouldn't lose it, but rather they should be elevated and continue to grow. So with that, my dear friends have a magnificent Shabbos and I look forward to next week. You've been listening to the Jewish inspiration podcast, a torch production, become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe to find more lessons offered by torch, Please visit torchpodcasts.com